Psst. Hey, it's Davi, the scapegoat. We haven't hung out just us in a while. 50 episodes to be exact. Is it safe to come out? Can I speak freely? I think some expected me to give episode after episode of every grievance one by one. You watched 13 Reasons Why and you wanted this congruent list of chronological circumstances that led to this loss of life. You wanted me alone with a microphone blathering on and on, giving you everything on a sad-ass antisocial platter. Do y'all really like that? An inflated ego grandstanding on a podcast microphone for hours by themselves? I don't like that. I didn't want to be isolated. I'm uncomfortable right now. I want to be connecting with people. I didn't want to be alone. I wanted to be cheered up, inspired. I wanted to play. And I had to know for myself, was this twisted narrative given to the public in that cold family meeting that was broadcast on June 14th true? Am I really all of those cruel names my workplace bully called me? And up until around episode 36, we did exactly that. We played. It was fun. Yeah, I was sad for a little bit, and then a little angry. And thankfully, my friends helped me to fast forward to the part where you laugh. Let's fast forward to the part where we learn from it, where we grow. We got there. We did. Could I have done this alone? No. And if I did this all alone, you'd probably say, see, she's toxic. No one wants to work with her. But I think that I've proven that that's just not true. Throughout the first 50 episodes of this podcast, I was finally reminded why I was able to work my way up in the same place for over 12 years with multiple advancements, promotions, awards, excellent performance reviews, winning bits, and recent contract re-up as well as a pay raise. It's because I'm good. Not just good, I'm great. It's because I work so well with others. It's because I have great ideas. It's because I'm creative. It's because I produced amazing things. It's because I was always on. It's because I wasn't tired. I wasn't distracted. I wasn't phoning it in. I wasn't living at a five. I advanced to the point my former boss demanded to lock me in for another three years. And why? Because I'm awesome. It's not lost on me that surveys came back saying listeners connected with me the most. Out of everyone on the show, listeners most wanted to grab a beer with Davi. And y'all, I'm totally still DTS. Down to sip. Let's do it. Check out my comedy tour, davicrimmins.com slash tour, and let's meet up in a city near you. It's also not lost on me that over the last 15 years, I collaborated on many freelance projects outside of radio, and I still work to make art and money with these people today, because I'm good at what I do, and people consistently enjoy working with me. It's not lost on me, so don't let it be lost on you. So many things are clear to me now, and it was clear to many of you right from the beginning And I'm still impressed and thankful that on that fateful day, y'all teamed up to rip off the mask and reveal the true monster underneath. My former boss called a family meeting to say I was no longer with the show after years of toxic ups and downs. Jimmy McDonald on Twitter said, didn't y'all just sign her to a three-year contract? What is this really about? 
My former boss said in his family meeting as he destroyed my 12-year career that he was protective of me. At Common Sense Sarah on Twitter said, Sadly, saying there's a chemistry issue and the solution was firing Davi is in no way protective of her. There are a zillion ways this could have been handled better. Courtney Mill said, So why didn't the other person have to take the heat? Why is Davi the only person getting screwed over? And this announcement could very much impact her career with the way it was worded. My former boss said in my exit that Davi was not the sole problem. At Jay Malder on Twitter said, So you said Davi wasn't the problem? Why was she the one that got the boot? That makes zero sense. Aaron Osment said, Your explanation left listeners with questions. If there was drama with multiple people in the company, all parties should have been let go. If not, favoritism took place. At Strong Gritty said, if she left on her own, it'd be one thing, but she worked her way up the ladder, and for her to be fired over some folks' apparent inability to resolve conflict seems like a betrayal to her. In my eulogy, my former co-host said that they loved me. At Barukt D., on June 14th, said, Y'all have repeatedly said that this was the best chemistry you've ever had. It's like something happened in the last couple of weeks. Miguel Matias said, Pretty sure there's a problem with Mo. There was an episode a few weeks ago on his podcast that would justify this theory. So, evidently, my bully said on his podcast something along the lines of, I didn't mean to get anyone fired weeks before I was fired. Now, if it were me, if I had just had an explosion of rage at work and that tantrum was exposed to the entire staff, I would be embarrassed. And I would never have the confidence to think someone else's job was in jeopardy from my tantrum. But he did for some reason. He was so confident. Man, it's almost like he knew that someone else was gonna be held accountable for his toxic behaviors? Could that be because he had never been held accountable for his behaviors? Or was it because he had more inside knowledge about my future at the company than even I did? I mean, he somehow knew how much money our other coworker Cairo was making at the job. It really makes you think, doesn't it? Anyways, back to Twitter. Aspiring Witch said, now hold on. I just heard boss man say that this group is the best chemistry they've ever had, and now I feel bamboozled and lied to. At Jay Malder came back and said, I was thinking the same thing. Seems to me someone had an issue with Davi, and she's the one that got punished. But she's been there since she was an intern for crying out loud. It's not lost on me that my work bully had a pattern of behaviors with many employees at the morning show, at the company, at his former jobs. He admitted it on his podcast. He proudly left all the clues right out in the open in his content for years. It's not lost on me that for the first eight months or so, my work bully's complaints were not about me, but about the other female co-host. He complained of her being negative. He said she was not laughing in his jokes and she was bringing him down. It didn't matter that she just lost her dad. Every little thing was a slight, an attack, disrespect. For him, everybody was a flavor of the week, 
or an aftertaste of the week, rather. His grudges bounced from person to person as we all desperately tried to play hot potato with the negativity. It's not lost on me that I kept my ADHD diagnosis secret for many months as I knew from past incidents that this wasn't going to be a safe place for me to share this information. It's not lost on me (laughs) that after I finally shared my ADHD diagnosis that suddenly someone in studio had a laundry list of issues with me. This list sounded as if each flaw was pulled directly from a Google search of ADHD symptoms. It's not lost on me that the day they decided to share these complaints with me was the day I tested positive for COVID-19. I swear to God, they're like vultures to a wounded animal. I didn't even know I was sickly yet, but if you are the tiniest bit weak, you become prey. It's not lost on me that these people I honestly thought were friends read their prepared statements of their love care and fierce protection of me for the cameras and microphones and then never once reached out to me not one kind word no condolences no professional respect and not one bit of gratitude for over a decade of service instead they said i was ungrateful Hostile strangers ended up at my house demanding I come out and talk my boss's unhinged assistant attacking me on twitter They sent cease and desist after cease and desist, threats, lied in tweets, then deleted those tweets. But hey, Lil Kremlin screenshots are forever. Even texting other folks I'm podcasting with in the industry saying don't work with me. I mean, why go back to attack the already wounded, weak, and left for dead animal? Because the hunter has something to hide? Because the hunter knows he shot out of season? Because the hunter knows he did something wrong? It's not lost on me that three months after I, the alleged culprit of this toxic studio, made my forced exit, folks on Twitter reported hearing my former boss cussing at and body shaming an employee, not realizing his mic was still on. But how could that be if they got rid of the problem? My former boss went on Twitter and said, yes, these things happened to Davi because my work bully had, quote, one bad day. It's weird how months of audio equals one bad day. That doesn't add up, does it? How could I have so many emails over the years saying, he's going through something right now. He's having a bad week again. Give him some grace right now. It sure doesn't sound like one bad day. Unless it's one of those crazy Alaska days where the sun doesn't set for like several months. But we've all been living in this callous nightmare for a while, right? We've all experienced this. Nowadays, people tend to believe every awful rumor about a woman and completely ignore every egregious fact about a man. For years, everything has been fuck your feelings and fake news being spouted every time someone has a thought that you don't like. It's not a fun place to be, but I don't care anymore because there's nothing I can do about it. I did what I could for as long as I could, and no one can say that I didn't try everything with this person. Someone paranoid enough to send multiple forms of cease and desist demanding I delete evidence of their hostility. Someone hellbent on misunderstanding. Someone that saw every opinion as an attack and every kindness as patronizing. There's no mediation for that level of pride. There's no understanding. There's no sustainability.
Many years ago, some of you guys may remember when I pissed off a comedian. We'll call her Leather Hackdonald because I refuse to say her name ever again. She was pissed because I was honest about what a horrible experience I had at her show. First, she said I was confused about what happened, as if I wasn't there. Then she said, okay, those things happened, but it wasn't that bad. Then she made excuses that everyone else was at fault for her shitty attitude, the venue, her manager. And as her contradictions started to build up, still, she never once said I was lying. But in her defeat, she fixated on that final step. Okay, Davi, fine. Just spend your whole life talking about me to stay relevant. That's how you know they expect to skirt by their wrongdoings. A certain level of fame goes to their head and they start thinking accountability is for poor people. I can get away with anything by saying I'm somebody and you're not and you need my name to stay relevant. And that's how you know they've already lost. And weirdly, that is the step-by-step program that my former job decided to follow as well. Have you ever heard of the narcissist prayer? It goes a little something like this. That didn't happen, and if it did, it wasn't that bad. And if it was, it's not a big deal. And if it is, well, I didn't mean to. And if I did, it was your fault. And to the listeners, their beloved P1s with 20 years of loyalty and support. I saw tweets saying if you're mad about Davin being gone, then you were never a real fan. Because real fans don't challenge or question you ever? Real fans forgive and just fall in line? We need to pretend that person never existed because it's way easier to pretend that she was never here than to accept the hurt that we caused. And when those P1s still pushed back, my former boss, a white man, told a woman to take the Black Lives Matter out of her bio if she's going to question him. And now I have so many questions. But I digress. The program is clear. Smear those that point out appalling inequities. Silence those that have the audacity to ask for equal treatment or transparency. And now I guess they added a new step. Call them racist. I know it's hard to be outcasted by something you cared for so much. I know it hurts you to be spoken to like this. I know it hurts to see the curtain pulled back to reveal the mediocre madness inside spinning an unstable narrative. I know you're sad. Imagine how I felt. Fact is, nobody roots for the misfits. And I mean those that march to the beat of their own drum, because they weren't invited to the drum circle. So many people spend their whole lives desperately trying to fit in, feigning for attention, affection, acceptance. And then a misfit like me makes it on the inside, an unorthodox success, content, happy, neck and neck, even Steven on the same level as the cool kids. Imagine me in all my quirky glory showing up consistently praised and constantly winning. Some people can't handle being shown up by a weird little woman like me. Some people will do anything to destroy the unusual one because the unusual one makes them look boring. It was hard to think of anything else for a while there, but I said, self, it wasn't all bad. Of course not. Look at all the things you did accomplish. How did your weird ass work your way up? How did you get there? No, seriously, how? So, I went down memory lane. 
Remember Todd and Michael Davis, the sweet couple I found and planned their wedding to be legally married on our pride float by Baton Bob? Remember One Direction Meredith? I discovered her having a breakdown about little baby Bradford boy Zane's departure. Remember that time I found a note in my husband's gig bag that said double D cups with a phone number? And I called it and found out it was not, in fact, a big booby bitch, but in fact, a shop that bakes enormous delicious cupcakes. Or when I asked my sister to tone down her tan at my wedding, and she said, nope, I'm gonna be brown as a biscuit. Remember when I did 30 days makeup free and I got daily harassment from one man, and I wrote that open letter after I decided to troll my troll, and I discovered that this particular angry sexist had a son already calling girls bitches on social media. Remember the win over Wednesday bit? My former boss brought in a listener that hated me. He brought her in studio because she disliked me because of my upbringing. She said, as a new mom, Davi's stories about her childhood make me depressed. She's too dark. She's a bummer. Listeners thought it was hurtful. Folks said that I should not have been subjected to that, but I turned her around. I was in a situation where I could have said, how unfair and privileged is it for you to judge me as negative just because my story is not as sunshine and rainbows as yours? But I didn't say that. Instead, I took a breath and I said, you know what, Sherry? I get it. You just brought a human life into this world I'm guessing a daughter, so you're already stressed, constantly thinking of every possible way to shield her from various painful elements of life, and then I'm on the radio reminding you of the more nasty parts you hadn't thought of yet, and it probably hurts to know that no one protected me as a little girl, and it reminds you that someone failed me, because ultimately, you're really scared you could fail your own daughter. But I'm telling you right now, just the fact that you care this much shows me you won't fail her, ever. She burst into tears. We cried together. We hugged. We followed each other on Facebook. I asked if we could braid each other's hair and paint each other's fingernails. She said, oh my god, did you seriously bring black nail polish? And I said, it's not black, it's red. Like the blood of the innocent. Insert maniacal laugh. (laughs) Remember my anti-anxiety playlist to calm us all the hell down and get in a happy headspace? What about all my birthday voicemails and all of those hiccups? What about the time my husband's band Blair Crimmins and the Hookers went to do an epic wake-up call on Sophie at 5am and we ended up on news stations all over the world? Fun fact, in Australia, Blair's band is called a whoopee band. (laughs) Remember when I had a farm off with Brian Moot and we tied with poop throwing? Remember when we played Bad Dad Poker or Bro Bingo or the inception of my last podcast, Broadly Speaking, or the infamous Davi's Piss List? What about the A- minus I got in clown class? Remember when that guy shouted, Bitches, you hydrated! And I thought he was hitting on me? Remember that time... I named and I wrote love letters to each of my kidney stones that I stole straight out of my urine sample at the doctor's office, or my last will and testament and goodbye letter to my mother when a bee stung my butt and I thought I was going to die. Remember all of the big adventure trips and making magical moments with those kids year after year? 
And for the long-time listeners, do you remember one of my very first bits on the show? A long time ago, back when I was producer Davi, I found my old diaries. I found an entry from a night that I remembered oh so well. I was being subjected to the usual nightly harassment when my brother's girlfriend at the time, Kelly, stood up and she said enough. She said, that girl is beautiful. And when she turns 18, she doesn't have to let anyone talk to her this way. And then she left. Everyone was floored. They said it wasn't her place to talk to us like that in our own home. But I want to know, if it's not her place, then whose place is it? Who speaks up? Who says to the deflated kid, barely hanging in there, hang in there, it gets better. Kelly never came to our house again. Her and my brother eventually broke up. I didn't know how a simple thank you could ever suffice such a tremendous kindness. And nearly 20 years ago, this woman, as a total stranger in our home, stuck up for me. And she made me think, it's okay to yell at people when they're acting like complete jerks. I went on the show looking for Kelly, and we found Kelly. 20 years later, I got the chance to tell her thank you for defending me from bullies all those years ago. Remember how the phone lines lit up with tearful dads that just wanted to know how to do better by their daughters? Dads that were bullied by their own dads and they were now aware of the toxicity. They were aware of the history repeating itself and they were fully ready to change. Remember we got so many calls from women that went through the same thing. Remember how Kelly's nine-year-old daughter was being bullied at school at the time. And all of Kelly's loving, motherly advice couldn't help her daughter out of this funk. It wasn't until she heard this 20-something girl named Davi on the radio telling her story. She heard me detail my personal superhero that made me realize at a young age that it gets better. And that superhero was her own mother. She heard my message. She listened. And somehow I helped her. 20 years after her mother helped me. Somehow we came full circle and I helped her daughter. And we stayed in touch. And her daughter started a women's empowerment club in her middle school. Now her daughter inspires me. It's not lost on me that all of this started by my reaching out to a woman that I hadn't seen in over 20 years to thank her for defending me against men in my family calling me ugly and fat and stupid. I wanted to thank her for showing my young brain just how to be a strong woman that stands up against abuse. A woman that says, no, do better. I got to tell her to her face, thank you for showing me that life isn't about looking nice, but about actually being nice. And now... It's not lost on me that 30 years later, all of this ended with a man calling me ugly, fat, stupid bitch. No progress. Not one single step forward. A blast from an archaic past filled with proud chauvinists. Nothing had changed. So many thousands upon thousands of people that I had helped with my message on air for over a decade and it all felt void. Why? 
because the pathetic schoolyard bullies didn't get any better insults in over 30 years, they just got bigger and louder and they entered the workforce. And I had the audacity to stand up and say no. I said that's not an acceptable way to talk about your team. I said this is wrong. I said I'm worried about him. And then I waited. And I waited. Pleading. For any of the many strong women around me to stand up against the abuse. Any of these women I had come to love and trust to speak up. Helped me to show my work bully what this is all about. Don't you all remember? It's not about looking nice. It's about being nice. We're better than this, aren't we? But it was silent, and I was sacrificed like a little goat. No progress. Not one single step forward. We were not better than this. I remember listening when I first moved to Atlanta in 2002. I remember programming the preset, and I remember saying, someday, my voice will be heard right here. And I did it. But how did I get here? With hours upon hours upon hours of prep, writing, producing, saying yes to every opportunity since 2010. I was writing scripts for my bosses. So before he ever knew my name, he was saying my words. You all heard me before you ever actually heard me. I worked weekends, I worked holidays, I DJed nights, I came in when others flaked on their shifts, when people quit with no notice, I stepped up, I put in hours for every show and every station there. Sometimes I got the credit, sometimes someone else took it. It happens. I'm not here for the compliments, I'm here for the work, and I did it. I brought content, I shared vulnerabilities, embarrassments, accomplishments, I stepped out of my comfort zone, I focused, and I conquered. And together, we laughed, we cried, we cheered, and sometimes we had anxiety. But we were together, and we connected in that togetherness. It's not lost on me that an intern, turned board operator, turned writer, turned audio producer, turned phone screener, turned assistant producer, became a beloved co-host, and now a host of my own show, a business owner with my own schedule to mold, creating a studio culture built around true inclusivity, creativity, and diverse opinions, not a studio culture of cronyism. I brought you true authenticity every day, the real parts and the funny parts that made us connect initially all those years ago. And that's still what you appreciate about me. And I'm really grateful for that. Someone asked me recently, how do you feel now that you have put down what was never yours to carry? My answer is I feel free. For a while there, I really wanted to be understood. I wanted to correct every confusion. I wanted to defend my name from misconceptions. And I guess nowadays I'm becoming more content with being misunderstood. There's no point in arguing. There's no point in wasting your breath. Just have your carefree vibes while they're literally over there screaming and miserable. My friend said, I'm looking forward to when you no longer feel the need to protect yourself from people. Fight or flight is overrated and anticipating everything is unnecessary. Overpreparing for someone's sensitivity and mood swings just brings you anxiety and that time in your life 
engaged with groups that you felt you had to do that for is over. I want you to just be. So you, listening right now, maybe hurting, maybe suffering, today I need you to put down what is not yours to carry. It was never yours to carry, and it's time for you to just be. Seven months ago, I took the professional leap to start my own podcast, Dobby the Scapegoat, a podcast for outcasts, a place to authentically feel feelings while we learn to laugh at the hardships. In a few short months, I have continually collaborated with many incredible comics, local artists, entrepreneurs, and comfort humans. We've had live podcasts, thrown parties for our Glow FM fan club members. We've raised over $10,000 for LGBTQ plus youth. We've laughed, we've cried, we've learned, and we've grown. And today I'm proud and so grateful for this sudden boost of new listeners. Hi, and thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Tell me what you want to talk about. Tell me your story. Go to DavidTheScapegoat.com and click contact. I'd love to hear from you. I'm thankful for our generous podcast sponsors and the amazing products that we're loving, and they got us living a lot better these days. I'm grateful to collaborate with 30 different talented people, keeping my village large and in charge, showcasing my talented and motivating friends, because small circles are for tiny minds and pancakes. And I'm also pretty proud of winning Best Radio Personality 2022. It's not lost on me that the first hit I took came a few weeks into January of 2022. The second hit came four months into 2022, and then I played injured for a solid two months before I was finally let go on Monday, June 13th at 4 p.m. I disappeared from your daily radio listening, buried only six months into the year, and it's not lost on me that I still managed to win Best Radio Personality for 2022. I got kicked out of radio, and I was still the best they had to offer. Moral of this whole story is, when someone tries to bury you, become a seed. Allow your limbs to stretch and reach to the sky. As you grow, break through the dirt and watch as you glisten and shine in the sunlight. Watch as you bring healthy air into the environment around you. Breathe that air. Watch as you get bigger and stronger. Watch as your resilience is met with nutritional fulfillment from your guests and your co-hosts. Watch as your friends and your fans water you with positivity and comfort. This, this is sustainable. This is real inclusivity. This is thriving. This is life. I had forgot what it was like to stop living to please the delicate and instead just live. Thank you for enjoying Davi the Scapegoat for 50 episodes and thank you for going on 600,000 listens in just a few months. You're helping keep a dream alive and we are so grateful. A shout out to all of our talented guests and our comfort humans so far and a huge thanks to our episode sponsor, Revision Design and Renovation. They're helping me get more stability in my life in multiple ways. Our friends at Revision brought strength to the foundation of this podcast, and they can do the same for your home. So if you want to update the flooring in your home, 
If you're looking for new hardwoods, LVP flooring, carpeting, tile, you need kitchen, bathroom, basement repair, right now you can get 10% off with the code DAVI. So contact Revision Design and Renovation. Go to their website, revisionpros.com, and make sure that you like Revision Design and Renovation LLC on Facebook so you know exactly who to call the moment you're ready to revamp your space and enhance your lifestyle. I'll leave you all with this as the sentiment from my resurrection in episode one still stands, same as it ever was. If you're ever feeling lost, if you're experiencing symptoms of alienation, if you're having a hard time distinguishing what is real these days, ask your doctor if a weekly dose of Davi is right for you. It's legal and medicinal. Maybe you're looking to be cheered up, inspired, championed, or comforted. Maybe you're looking for a new bestie to help you navigate through the toxicity. Or maybe you're just looking for someone to blame shit on. We'll look no further than the greatest of all time, Davi the Scapegoat. I'm the best at being the worst. Maybe you'll think twice before you try to